0: welcome everyone to another episode of slasher scotty i am your host scotty mccoy and boy do i have a surprise for all of you i have on zoom with me right now amelia kincaid and she played angela franklin in night of the demons one two and three hey amelia how are you doing tonight
1: hey scotty thank you so much for saying two and three Yes, a lot of people absolutely. have only seen one. A lot of people aren't even aware that there was a three. Yes. But in two, <laughs> I turn into a 30 foot snake, which was 27 and a half hours in special effects makeup. Yeah. yeah. And I probably will always hold the world's record because this was in the day where CGI didn't exist. Yeah. You know, in the first film, they set my fingers on fire. And in the second film, when I'm strapped in a trench, glued to a teeter-totter, two contacts in each eye. I had a ice chest filled with pineapple tongues of all different lengths, <laughs> cherry wood. Uh, and I'd been tortured in special effects makeup until I looked like Kermit the Frog for about eight or nine hours. Then at the end of it, Brian Trenchard Smith, who's an absolute genius, mm-hmm genius and my all-time favorite director comes up to me and he says okay darling now in this episode or in this scene you're gonna throw a fireball and i said oh you're gonna set my fingers on fire and he said no we do it in post and i said what it's post it's cgi i said what's cgi So what we did, I mean, unless someone goes out of their way mm-hmm. to do an entire movie of practical effects, mm-hmm. it's never going to happen again. I'm going to hold yeah. that record forever.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I hope I do. I hope no other actress ever gets tortured like that. Unless, I of agree. course, it's me. <laughs> and that would be <laughs> the only if it's me.
0: absolutely so backtracking to your start how did you get your start into acting
1: well i uh, i had come to hollywood Mm -hmm. to spend the summer with my very famous and wonderful aunt rue so Mm -hmm. i i just did the first golden girls convention in america and my 82 year old mother and i were two of the guests of honor so Mm -hmm. she She smashed it. She raised the rope, showing baby pictures. But against her will, (laughs) I came to to Los Angeles one summer to spend the summer with my aunt. Now, at that time, I had graduated from Interlochen Arts Academy in Michigan. Mm -hmm. And I was a a dance major. And that was something that my mother was behind. She she actually had, had encouraged that. So Interlaken has, we had kids from all 50 states and over 50 countries. It's, mm-hmm. it's the best high school of performing arts, of performing arts for music mm-hmm. uh, in the world. Yeah. And the dance program was second to none.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: I was trained as a modern and, and ballet dancer. I came to hollywood not to make rock videos and horror movies Mm -hmm. but to actually be in a modern dance company and it was my aunt rue of golden girls fame blanche who said may may you're going to be an actress (laughs) and i said rue i don't want to be an actress you're going to be an actress you're not going to be a chorus girl so (laughs) she kind of pushed me into it And the first job I got was sexy and 17 with the stray cats. Okay. That entire thing was an act of God. It was an act of God. Nice. There was a a little paper that used to come out called drama log. Mm -hmm. And in drama log, they list all the auditions back before dancers had agents. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I took a cab. All right. This is pre Uber. I took a taxi in the rain to an audition at Debbie Reynolds studio. Okay. There were over a hundred dancers and they wanted one. Wow. And up until that time, my favorite band in the whole world, and I'm going to, I'm going to give a little lesson here on visualizing okay. and bringing things into manifestation mm-hmm. through joy and excitement. Okay. Every single night I'd pretend I was on MTV and leave the rock video. My favorite band was the stray cats mm-hmm. and that was my fantasy okay. and first of all they came to my hometown in Oklahoma I was in college in Oklahoma at the time
2: okay.
1: I ended up in an elevator with Brian Setzer. this was in March before I came out for the summer mm-hmm. and that was the first miracle he turned to okay. me and said where do you girls go to party And mm-hmm. my friend and I named some club in Oklahoma City because we didn't know anything. We thought, oh, I'll never go. (laughs) We got in the car, drove all the way home to Norman. We thought he's not going to go. It was in the paper the next day that he went. Right. So go forward a few months. Here's an audition. I don't know what the band is. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they're looking for. I had a crew cut that looked a lot like the boys in the band. Mm -hmm. I go to this audition. They narrow it down to five the other four girls were superstar dancers superstars
2: mm-hmm. who
1: you know one of them had done the it, w- it was right after flash dance okay so the girl who did the dance doubling in flash dance was one of the best dancers on earth so it was in that era and they narrowed it down to five they narrowed it down to one i was standing in my aunt Ruth's kitchen i get the call and she says and he said You've got the part i said who's the band he said it's the straight cats i had grown up in louisiana and texas primarily louisiana so we're flying you back to louisiana so you gotta be kidding me they're flying me to new orleans it's my first job wow. and i and that the video became such a a controversy because it was sexy in 17 not 19 i was underage back in that time it was very controversial Mm -hmm. they put it on all these talk shows we got the cover of life magazine and not too long after that now it was the writer joe augustine of night of the demons Mm -hmm. he had written night of the demons he had seen that rock video okay and he called me in and he said i want that girl
0: nice nice
1: I wasn't the strongest actress in the world and and I never will be. Mm -hmm. When I I looked at the script, I don't want to do this. And my Mm -hmm. Aunt Ruth said, it's lead in a movie and you're doing it. It's villain, best part. So when I got the role, I said, I will take this role in one condition. You let me choreograph it. Wow. And by then I'd, I'd done a lot of it was the era of being a backup dancer for Smokey Robinson and Sheena Easton and Donna mm-hmm. Summers come back to her. She used to fly me around in a helicopter. Okay. Cher, uh, Lionel Richie, Yarbrough and Peoples. I mean, it, and then all of these dance movies were coming out. And in that world, you didn't get to star in the movie unless you were. Mm-hmm. Patrick Swayze was one of the only ones who could act and dance. Yeah. Everybody else had dance doubles. Yeah. And the dance double for uh, Kevin Bacon was mm-hmm. my partner the first time I did a, a Mama's Family. Is one of the best dancers in the world. Right. So I said, "Let me do whatever I want, and I'll take the role." Mm-hmm. And I think even if we, even now, the way everything's so flash cut. You would never see a dance that length in a horror movie. Right. They didn't cut it up. They didn't, uh, and they didn't censor me at all. I said, Mm -hmm. grab a handheld, get it on the first take, because I can't guarantee it's going to happen again. And it was, it was an expression of all the um, pent up frustration that I'd had as a dancer Mm-hmm. Because I wanted to be this concert modern and ballet dancer, and I didn't get to do that. I had to do these little teeny tiny bits on commercials and,
2: right.
1: and in dance movies, and and so they let me do what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. and that was Kevin Tenney's brilliance that he yeah. allowed it to happen. Because mm-hmm. if there was one thing that would have gotten cut kind of out of *Demons*, one, it would have been that dance. Mm -hmm. and i you know not to toot my own horn but it's the thing that everybody talks about it's it's what i hear about the most yeah it's the images that show up on t-shirts and tattoos (laughs) it's always about the chance
0: yeah yeah so out of the three that you did which one do you like the best
1: personally I'll get in terrible trouble for playing favorites with the different <laughs> directors. And there yeah. are different elements that I like about all of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: My, the one that I'm the most proud of is demons too. Okay. And it's because of that state that snake scene. Yeah. And it was another dance where they said, great, do whatever you want. Right. And he let me jump on the table and go crazy and improvise and and kick everything off. And that was sort of a takeoff on an old movie called Hair, Mm -hmm. where a hippie's at a garden party in New England. Mm -hmm. And he jumps up on this table and he just kicks everything off. He destroys everything. He makes this huge scene. Mm -hmm. But in Demons 1, it was my first encounter with special effects makeup. Mm -hmm. and at that time steve johnson was literally the best in the world he was this boy wonder he had just won an oscar for ghostbusters we had less than no money and some of the most iconic scenes were done on roller skates (laughs) or with steve putting tubes through my dresses sleeves and standing off camera and smoking cigarettes and blowing the smoke <laughs> <into> the
0: <laughs> tube. I mean,
1: I'm blowing Steve's cigarette smoke out of my hands it it was fun because we had no money
0: right yeah
1: there had to be this huge amount of creativity yeah and intelligence to make things work yeah but it was it was kind of like a backyard Make your own movie in high school kind of thing. Yeah. Except yeah. it was done masterfully. And every single person gave it their all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, and I also had on the show, uh, Kathy Podwell Al, and Alvin, uh, and they um, both had nothing but amazing things to say about this movie. And the big thing they liked about it was the no budget. Because <laughs> it, it really, it it, it just worked it worked that's the thing
1: it did it did and it wasn't and i i've never made some massive you know, high budget move i'm not julia roberts i i don't know what that's like but what i've heard is that it's miserable because yeah. they're under so much pressure yeah. and every move everything they do is completely controlled they're not allowed to improvise they're not allowed to have fun we didn't have any money we thought no one's ever going to see this
2: <laughs>
1: no one is ever going to see this let's just go crazy yeah have and fun. we end up with a man's Chinese red carpet mm. It's f- ridiculous it's it's yeah. nuts and now 30 years later every other fan has a tattoo of me on his body <laughs> They'll, yep. they'll be standing in line, come up to me, shaking, bursting into tears. These are big guys, you know, yeah. big burly guys. And they'll start crying and they'll say, you've been scaring the hell out of me my whole life. And they start crying. And they say, I've got a tattoo you on my chest. And off the shirt comes and there's the tag. And I'll tell you what's funny. When what I found out recently, I, I have an enormous, and I'm very proud to say this, not only a gay following Mm -hmm. doing the drag costumes of and of Suzanne, Linnea, who is brilliant. Mm -hmm. She's brilliant. She's terrifying in this. (laughs) But also my Hispanic following, they've been telling me that their mothers use horror movies to scare their kids so when i was doing all these autograph signings in texas Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and the guys would say that their mother would say angela's gonna get you angela's gonna get you if you don't you don't brush your teeth angela's in the house and they would run screaming and two of these guys are actually i did a podcast for them outside of las vegas and we became such good friends i went to vegas to stay in their house that's awesome And I'm at the table with their mother and her husband and their wives. And I said, how do you like that? After all this time of saying, Angela's in the house, I'm in your house.
0: That's awesome.
1: You manifested me. Is that how? (laughs) And what's cool is that I'm not at that nosebleed fame level. And a lot of my fans and I become friends, yeah, that's how I've made some of my best friends that were in the line to meet me,
0: yeah, absolutely,
1: so don't be surprised when I come knocking on your door.
0: Hey, <laughs> I would love that, <laughs>
1: because- yeah, I guess you'
0: yeah. I'll make dinner, we'll watch a couple of movies and we'll, I have a popcorn maker, a hot dog maker, a cotton candy maker, a snow cone machine
1: Who's got a cotton candy maker in their house?
0: Yep, I, I have a whole cinema out there
1: That's wild
0: I have a surround
1: sound Parties for us, my gosh
0: Exactly right I
1: don't have my cast now <laughs> we should just go over and have a demon's night at Sky's.
0: yeah absolutely that'd be awesome <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so regarding angela um what do you think was the hardest thing bringing her to life
1: that's a good question i i thought i'd been asked everything
0: you never were asked that one interesting <laughs>
1: um Well, I will go back to the spiritual belief system that I have. Mm -hmm. And I was tiptoeing around in this old and extremely haunted house. It really Mm -hmm. was a haunted house. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And we're doing things that really do conjure demons. Mm -hmm. And I had to be careful that I could act that out in a way that was believable and right. powerful and powerful
2: mm-hmm.
1: now in some traditions even though it's considered by some christians to be devil worshiping which mm-hmm. it isn't and
2: mm-hmm.
1: some of the matriarchal religions of the old ideas of mm-hmm. voodoo or the shamanic practices in africa Because I've been to Africa 19 years in a row. That's where I have my Mm -hmm. charity with the kids and the animals. It's where I read my safaris. The voodoo priestess who gets possessed by the Holy Spirit. Now, it's not Mm -hmm. the devil. She gets possessed by the Holy Spirit, which is no different than speaking in tongues in the Christian world. Mm -hmm. And it brings healing to the crowd of people it brings healing to the community it brings abundance to the community so Mm -hmm. she's downloading some power now let's say that Mm -hmm. the power is coming from a a jaguar Mm -hmm. or uh, i'm going to connect to a snake i'm going to connect to something that they're all god's creatures they're all Mm life-giving yeah but for me to be able to do that and still Do it in a way that I felt safe. Mm -hmm. Because everyone's always said to me, oh, the house was haunted. What did you see? What did you hear in the real whole house? I've never told this to anybody, Scotty. I'm going to tell to you. Okay. One night something followed me home. And it was very, very evil and scary. Wow. Wow. Because what I'm doing is conjuring Mm -hmm. evil. Yeah. And I had to do that and protect myself at the same time. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And in the value of that now, because if I have fans that are devil worshipers, unfriend, I'm not for you. This is not your place. This is, I do not come to me with that nonsense. Right. We're in a place in this life on this earth where you better believe in some sort of higher power whether you call it god goddess universal intelligence christ consciousness you mm-hmm. better have an anchor right what's happening right now people don't have an anchor yep and they're getting blown around every which way the mm-hmm. fear and chaos and the anxiety it's completely and totally overwhelming yep. and we have to know that we're connected to the spirit of joy, light, Mm -hmm. peace, harmony, faith, love, compassion, service. We, the earth, the planet, Mm -hmm. animals protecting this, this Mm -hmm. angelic kingdom, which is the kingdom of the animals. This was the garden of Eden and it 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 should be, and it should have always been. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel like, um, it's not, it's not that I'm being a devil worshiper, but I'm pointing out that these forces are real. Yeah. The demonic forces are real. Yep. And even in the Bible, Christ cast out demons. Now yep. they wouldn't be in the Bible if it weren't real.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: And so what I did was real. And I think mm-hmm. that's what people resonate with. Yeah. When I started that crazy shape-shifting dance, yeah. I thought the fire, those flames were jumping.
0: <laughs>
1: Special effects, you know what I mean?
0: Absolutely, yes.
1: And it's something that I still deal with, with fans, mm-hmm. that I'm not the representation of evil. Yeah. And actually, even in the movie, I'm the character that's saying we shouldn't be doing this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And just the one saying, wait a minute, this house is not haunted, this house is possessed. Yeah. This is what possessed means. This is why we shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. This is why it's dangerous. Yeah. And then as an example, I'm the one who gets it. Right. Linnea gets it first, and then I get it. And, But to their credit, good wins out over evil.
0: Yeah. really does
1: because judy and roger get away yeah and they're representing goodness
2: yeah yeah so
1: it is in its own strange way kind of a moral Mm -hmm. fairy tale yeah night of the demons is very much a almost like a grim fairy tale
0: absolutely it really is so how do you believe Angela changed between all three films as they went on? Like, how does well, she change between part one into part two into part three?
1: Well, I was getting a little bit. I mean, with with every new movie, I was a little bit older. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like watching. Um, Harry Potter age. Mm-hmm. Yeah he shouldn't be doing in the, the, the later movies what he was doing in the earlier movies because he's not that age anymore. He's not a little kid.
2: Right, yeah.
1: The the purple spiked punk rock hair and the torn up dress. And this was also, some people complain about it and I was completely on board with it. I don't remember if it was exclusively my idea, mm-hmm. but I wanted a more glamorous old Hollywood kind of image. Okay. And that's what we did as the movies went on. So even in the second one, I'm in a much more sophisticated gown. I've got yeah. these ringlets. Those were really my mm-hmm. hair. And she became more of an evil queen. Right. Instead of a, a high school punk rock kid. Right. And I feel like that was, of course, the appropriate thing to do. Yeah. With that character and as the movies went along because i was the only character brought back for part two and then brought back mm-hmm. for part three it was my franchise and it felt a little bit more um more aristocratic
2: right that
1: i could be the, this the queen mm-hmm. of eternity and of right. this house
2: mm-hmm.
1: And it made more sense. I wasn't stumbling into it by accident. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a joke anymore. Now I was the queen of this realm. Right.
0: That makes sense. That makes sense. So um, the last question I do got for you um, is all about you. Do you have anything you would like to promote, promote your books? Uh, I know you have about six books out where they could be bought and what they're about and anything at all that you would like to plug for the listening and viewing audience.
1: Well, we're doing a few horror conventions. It's so nice to get to do these things after COVID. We're just in happy tears. There's so much gratitude. It's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And the next one that I'm going to do is is Carolina Fear Fest. That's the end of May in Raleigh, North Carolina.
0: Absolutely. I know the promoter of that, Matt Burns. Are you coming? I'm not coming, but I know Matt. I'm really good friends with Matt Burns. Yep.
1: And why are you not coming?
0: Uh, I, when is the date again? I'm, I'm far from North Carolina, but when is the date again?
1: You're not that far from North Carolina. <laughs> You're on that same coast. All you have to do is drop right down. It's May 27th.
0: May 27th.
1: Yeah.
0: I'll be coming back from the beach that week, actually, too.
1: <laughs> it would be great if you came. I would and, love
0: to come, though, but you, I am going to Monster Mania in Hunt Valley, Maryland. I, I would love to see you at a Monster Mania.
1: The problem with all of these things is that you have to be invited. I yeah. don't get to pick and choose. I don't get to say, yeah. oh, I'm going to do this convention. The promoter has to get in touch with me and invite me. Yeah. I, I would love to do it, but I haven't yeah. been invited to it. So yeah. then at the end of June, there's one in Calgary, Canada. Okay. It looks like that's going to be a big one nice when i get back from europe so i'll go to uh we're waiting to hear about the london Mm -hmm. comic-con not sure yet and then when i get back from europe after i've been teaching animal communication in the uk first live workshop in two years uh, three years (laughs) then the next one is in uh, minnesota in september so that's a cryptcon Okay. People can find my events on my website, which is just my name. It's AmeliaKincaid.com, two Ks. Okay. The book page on Amazon, if you put in Amelia Kincaid books, you're going to mm-hmm. see the six books. It's also, there are multiple languages. So the first one's in over 40 languages now. Oh, nice. And the charity that I am running is also up on my website. Mm-hmm. It's called Archangel. And I go into schools and churches mm-hmm. in Africa, rural communities, and we dance as elephants. We draw elephants. We make up theater about mm-hmm. protecting the animals as opposed to letting them get poached yeah. and teaching the kids to, that that's their long-term financial future, that yeah. the only security they're ever going to have is protecting these animals on a safari mm-hmm. park. So yeah. I work with a lion's. And in Rwanda, the gorilla, take a to the gorilla. South Africa with lions, the biggest tiger sanctuary is there. I work with great white sharks, penguins. Um, the last time I went, I went to Zimbabwe and did a, a protection campaign for pangolin, which are a little kind of anteater that are one Aww. of the number one on the Endangered Species List, most illegally trafficked animal in the world. Oh, I love animals. Well, you got to come to Africa.
0: Geez, you trying to get me to North Carolina. Now you're getting me to come to Africa. <laughs> I would love to go, though. I would love to see those animals, like so amazing, exotic creatures, beautiful animals. Oh, that would be
1: beautiful. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. And they respond to love. Yeah. Not somebody trying to take a picture, wanting something from them, talking about them as if they don't understand you. They they deserve our love and respect. I'm an elephant lover. I like big cats, so the leopards, the lions, yeah, the cheetah. Those are are they all
0: like trained, um, or are they? And are they
1: friendly? Oh no, they are wild. Okay, all right, they're wild. Wow. And they're not totally safe. If they take okay. one step outside of that park, they can get their heads chopped off in a wow. can. Wow. So that's why I'm always in the middle of this conflict of trying to keep the elephants from getting poached, trying to keep the lions from getting their heads you know, cut, cut off and wow. hung over somebody's pool table in Texas. Wow. Half a million dollars, you can murder your very own lion. Well, those lions are my family. Those lions are my best friends. I will now be into the third generation of those lions. So I'm meeting their grandbabies, their nieces and nephews. They follow me around. They bring me their babies. The elephants are going to be waiting around my tent before I land. Five elephants know where I'm going before the plane land. So they're completely wild and when they're approached with the kind of love and reverence and respect that they deserve, yeah. they can just come right up to you. Oh. Or they, they do it to me. They don't to everybody else, but they do to my students, whoever I take. Oh. And I train my students. We're in a kind of meditative trance where we're in touch with the spirit within that animal the grace, the love, the gratitude, the joy, the awe. I'm the translator between the species. So they tell me what they need, if they're hurting, what their behavior problems are, what their health problems are, any conflict that they're having with the people. I'm the one that they talk to. And I teach everyone how to do this because we all innately have the hardware in our bodies. We all have intuition. We all have supernatural powers. We've yeah. just taught that we are not supposed to use them. Right. So you don't know how to tap them. And yeah. I teach people how to tap them and feel safe and comfortable with that yeah. part of yourself. Absolutely. And, and integrate it so that you've got an analytical mind. You've got a creative mind and yeah. a listening device is listening. The other part of the brain is making sense of it. Mm-hmm. And that's the way we're yeah. intended to operate. Yeah. We're not supposed to go through life just sending out thought and emotion. We're supposed Absolutely. to be able to take it in and yeah. listen. And also for your own safety. I mean, in these in these times, your intuition tells you, oh, that car's gonna cut me off and not say no. And then the what, is, what happens? They cut you off. Yeah. You I knew that was gonna happen. Or you you shouldn't take that road to work, or you, you shouldn't invest in that stock, or you yeah. should. And it's always hindsight in 2020, yeah. 2020, people say, oh, I knew I shouldn't have done that. Then why didn't you listen?
0: Uh, you know what a good movie, uh, oh, I should say franchise that experiences that exact thing, Final Destination. Really? you ever see Final Destination?
1: No, I didn't. So basically
0: the the killer or the villain of that movie is death itself. So the first movie is about airplanes. The guy has a premonition that the airplane's going to explode in in the sky so he gets all of his classmates off and they reluctantly listen and then what happens the airplane crashes now everybody that's on that was on that airplane that the order that they were supposed to die now death stalks them in creative ways to kill them whether they, like they fall in the bathtub or whatever and then the second one you know when you're driving on a highway and there's like a big truck with uh, those logs in the that are taped in the back a big highway pilot because of that log and they have the intuition and then the third one is about roller coasters the fourth one i believe is about um i want to say um is about like a race car like a demolition derby and then the fifth one um is about being over a bridge and the bridge collapses or whatever when they're over stuck on the bridge so they're very scary movies but they're based on this main person, this main character has that vision that something's going to happen. And then they bring back into reality. And then they basically <laughs> tell everybody to come on, listen to me. We have to get off this bridge or we have to get off this roller coaster. And then they listen. And then all the people that didn't listen end up dying in that accident. And then death eventually stalks all of them until it goes back to the original form. And then it, it's gone.
1: Wow. Yeah. Well, that's real life right now. Yeah. We have to constantly use discernment. Yeah. Should I be in public? Should I go on that public bus? Should I do this? Should I get yeah. that? Message? Should I not get it? I mean, and it's constant. And I'm also having to make those decisions. Right. Because I, I want to be able to get into England and do this con. I, yeah. I want to be able to get to Africa desperately. Yeah. But we have to constantly check. Is it Mm -hmm. safe? And right now what's happening is things are changing like lightning from one day to the Mm -hmm. next. Yeah. And we have to be in touch with that part of ourselves at all times.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: It's no different from having the other five senses. You can see, you can taste, you can hear, you can touch, you can intuit. And it's the most important of all of our senses. Right. Because if you don't listen to it you could die or you at least get yourself and the people you love in a lot of trouble yeah and what i teach is how to use it to understand what's going on with your animals because they don't speak your language how are they going to tell
2: you yeah
1: a lot of my students are doctors and vets my -hmm. students have been from astronauts to physicists to the richest man in the world and the ones who own Mm -hmm. the top olympic show horses and queen of england yeah Yeah. and at that level they know what i'm talking about they wouldn't have gotten to that level if they didn't know how to listen to these instincts and trust that that little voice inside of you that's guiding you we all have internal gps
0: yeah so maybe the sixth sense was right there is a sixth sense there's not just five and that sixth one might be intuition exactly yeah, I, I agree completely, because there's times that I'm thinking, should I do this? Should I not do this? Like one time I was going to meet up. I met somebody online This is years ago. I never told the story before, but this is years ago. I was going to meet up with somebody. Never met them before. Met them online. I was going to go meet up with them. Well, the next morning I, uh, I, didn't, I decided not to go. And the next morning I ended up reading on um, I, I, I had the news on the morning news on and they were arrested for murder. And I was like, I could have been that one that was murdered. And then there was another story, another story I never told before. I met up with somebody, never knew them a day in my life. And we hung out and, you know, I was we were going to probably I don't want to say it like hook up or whatever. But uh, my dad ended up, you know, following me because he didn't believe my excuse on where I was going because I was I was like maybe 20 or something. He didn't believe my excuse where I was going. And he followed me and he brought me home. Well, I found out I, I, I hopped on Facebook or whatever it was the, the, ne- uh, the next day and found all these RIPs to him. He overdosed and he could have who knows what he would have given me. So there's two times that my that my intuition or my dad's intuition saved me. <laughs> yeah,
1: your father knew how to use it.
0: Yeah, he was a very smart and wise man. My dad always told like I there was this like controversial thing that happened that happens like, you know, in the world or whatever. And like sometimes people like, you know, the reason why people trust me is because my character is who I am. And I'm very I'm very prominent in the indie film community because they know who I am. They know. Like my character, my dad was a very wise man. He once said to me, Scotty, it doesn't matter what happens or whatever. If, if you're, if you're not a, if your character shows that you're a reliable, trustworthy person, people will stand by you. And he, he was, he's always right. Cause every time something were to happen, like some, like, you know, you get bad people out there. Like if they, whether they defame you or whether they, you know, start rumors about you or whatever the issue may be in the world, like the people that know your true your true character will stand by you because they'll know that they're just that rumors
1: that's that's incredible i i had to use it with you yeah because i get invited to so many podcasts mm-hmm. and i had to tune into you and say okay slash your Scotty you could be some psycho devil worshiping stalker,
2: <laughs>
1: but I, I, I felt your soul. I felt your yeah. heart and I Thank went, you. Oh no, no, this is going to be great. I like him. Yeah,
0: I appreciate it. Absolutely. And I, we mentioned before and I'm sure he'll be listening to it, but I'm going to, I, I, I'm going to tell Greg Gilbert when we get off with you to reach back out to you because you, and you said you would be happy to do it. Cause I rec I referred them to you. And, uh, and I'll, I'll let him know to reach out to you because he is a great guy. And, uh, I know that he would do you justice. He would give you a really amazing interview and I don't steer people wrong. Like I I wouldn't do that. And I think that it's great that, you know, that your story gets out, especially about the animals, you know, because like they don't have a voice. So we need advocates like yourself to be their voice and uh, advocate for them.
1: Well, thank you. One, uh, one yes. of my favorite analogies here with um, my second book was co-written by, I've got my astronaut mm-hmm. behind me, Captain Edgar Mitchell, the Apollo astronaut, and it's mm-hmm. on quantum theory. It's more for doctors. It's It's for naysayers yeah. and skeptics to try to show that there is scientific validity to this. Mm-hmm. But he was the one who told me it's not a sixth sense. There's nothing... Paranormal about this. It's right. the first sense yeah. when every baby is born. Mm-hmm. You, you know that baby is thinking and feeling, mm-hmm. and that baby can't use words yet to right. express what they're going through. Yeah, and babies have to constantly be aware of what the parents want and what's happening around them because it's mm-hmm. a survival skill. They got to stay alive. Mm-hmm. And yeah. in anthropology before there was a written language or before mathematics is introduced to an indigenous tribe the telepath and as soon as they start learning the written language and math and they start adding and judging and slicing and dicing and calculating which is another part of the brain that the intuitive side shuts down yeah and that's it. May be it's 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 connected to the pineal gland in the yep. brain, and it starts to atrophy about the age of seven yep. in most people. Mm-hmm. And in our world, that's in our development. It's when a child learns how to read and write. They mm-hmm. put aside that part of you that was innately connected to other people, Absolutely. telepathically, with energy. Knowing what is this person feeling, What are they? and and also we get ashamed out of us. Every yeah. child went up to their parents and said, "Mommy, why are you crying?" Mm-hmm. And she's, "I'm not crying." Oh, you know, <laughs> why are you fighting with dad? We're not fighting. So we get, yeah. we get our instincts violated, yeah. and we learn early on: if I'm going to survive in this world, I gotta shut that down. Yeah. Every child comes in wishing they could talk to animals yeah if not really doing it and and every child comes in being able to see your grandfather who passed away or hear your dad who passed away
0: absolutely Talk
1: to the family dog with they're seeing all sorts of things that they have all this perception they have precog they're dreaming things that are going on in other parts of the world and we're taught don't let anybody know you can do that
0: yep My, well, my dad, first, when he passed away, um, uh, p- people can't just say like animals don't know what happened because I saw my dog and my dog, like my dog was lost. He knew there was something wrong and he knew that there was something happened to my dad because he would lay in the bed where my dad would always lay for days, weeks. He knew. He knew. He really knew. They yeah
2: do
0: so animals grieve animals do grieve like they are they aren't humans and they can't speak like humans but they're smarter than most people on this planet alive that's for sure <laughs> they really and are their
1: scope of emotion i don't feel is beneath us in any way mm-hmm. i think it's above us I agree. Dogs love more deeply than human beings do. Oh, yeah. Horses are more devoted to you and each other. Right. Cats are more connected to God and they can channel yep. all sorts of healing energies and right. wisdom. These animals give comfort mm-hmm. and devotion <clears throat> and friendship with, with no condition. Yeah. And they do it every single day of their lives. Yep. And they are far far superior yeah. in a lot of their senses. So with dogs, this is a, I did two BBC television shows mm-hmm. and I with with two different scientists and mm-hmm. they both confirm this fact. Okay. If a human beings nasal passages were unraveled, they'd be the size of a postage stamp. Wow dog's nasal passages were unraveled they'd be the size of a football field really so they can literally smell cancer wow that's insane it smells bad they can literally smell fear they can literally smell danger wow they're gonna know that guy walking down your street has a gun in his pocket and he smells like whiskey and he's high on they're gonna know everything right and then if you hear this and everybody listening to this, once you start be becoming aware of this, mm-hmm. they're doing it in the neighborhood right now. There's a five o'clock patrol, and I've mm-hmm. seen this in more places from here to Cape Town, South Africa. Mm-hmm. They had it in the movie 101 Dalmatians, okay. where the dogs are saying, five o'clock and all is well. And the next house over, five well, o'clock and all is well. Five o'clock and all as well. It rolls mm-hmm. right now. They're doing the news. I'm hearing him barking. Now Aww. one is passing information to the next one. Mm-hmm. And the dogs are our police. Yeah. And they're there is rolling all the way through the neighborhood. Right. Is everything okay at your house? We're okay. Are you mm-hmm. okay? And they are able to communicate in ways that they're simply not speaking human languages. It right. doesn't mean they're not speaking languages. Right. And it doesn't mean that they can't all communicate yeah. with each other. Yeah. How do those elephants know where I'm going to be before my plane lands? Right. How do they have a coordinated effort where they all <laughs> say, Amelia's going to be intent, and I've done it. Yeah. I'm going to be intent number five at 5 a.m. I'm miles away. And yeah. I said, if you can hear me, Walk down there and meet me at 5 a.m. when I wake up. <laughs> it was 4.57 and I hear this. And they're actually, elephants are not loud. Elephants are silent. Mm-hmm. They have toes. They're very graceful in the wild. Yeah. And come in and they surround the tent and they're waiting for me to wake up. Oh, I unzip God. the tent and here she is, the nose. And she pushes, and we're not allowed to touch them, and you're not supposed to do this. She pushes a newborn calf into my lap. Wow.
0: Amazing. Amazing. I always joked around with my dad, I would always say, because like, with our dog, um, he's a little cockapoo. So uh, he was he's like very tiny. And every time he hears a noise or somebody like somebody's walking by or on a bicycle or whatever, he's barking and barking, acting all tough. But when somebody comes in the house, he runs around tail between his legs peeing on the floor scared told my dad i said this dog's going to be alerting alerting people that somebody lives here and he's gonna and then when when the real danger is here instead of protecting us he's running away my dad's like but he's warning us with this barking that that, that something's happening somebody's coming i'm like
1: yeah but he's not protecting us
0: <laughs>
1: well yeah. in a way i mean i'm not calling you a coward because you have a very <laughs> courageous job Yep. But in a way, he's mirroring you. Yeah. Because his job is to coordinate safety out yeah. there. Yeah. You can go hide in your theater tonight and eat cotton Yep. They're yep. <laughs> not on the front lines in Iraq. Right. Yeah. But they wouldn't be safe if it yep. weren't for you.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's,
1: it's a better thing that he feels safe in his own home. Like, I did my job. Yep. I'm not going to be rude and go attack that person who's your friend in right. the door.
0: I never even thought of it that way. <laughs> That's actually really amazing. It's really amazing. It, animals yeah, are just, they're just he, smart. He
1: probably has a lot more in common with your personality than you're realizing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. Cause I remember like, cause we got him when we had our chocolate lab and that was my dog. Like that, I got him for my eighth birthday and, um, my, I, I got home from school. My parents told me to sit down, put your arms out, close your eyes. And they put the chocolate lab in my lap. And and I, it was like my birthday gift. And, uh, every, when I, I worked as a supervisor at Keymart back then, when he was older, um, like a lot older and, uh, he was, he was like, 14 years old, and every time I would, I would end up coming home. I would end up coming home. He would greet me at the door, and the one time he didn't, he was gone. Like I knew something was wrong because he never greeted me. So, oh. but we got Co- we got Reggie, who's our our uh to be with Coco uh, because it, it it strengthened his heart and it strengthened his love and his play in that. So, like a brother, you know. So that's what we did. And uh, I remember the first first time I saw Reggie, I was in college, my first college when I was going for my associate's degree. And, uh, I ended up, uh, I was living in my own apartment and everything. And, um, and they had, uh, and my mom, my mom and dad came to visit me and my mom was the first, my dad usually is there first, but th- this time my mom was in front of my dad and my mom had her jacket on and I had looked and- at like the dog is literally in her jacket with his head sticking out, like as a surprise, like, look what we got. And I'm like, Oh my God, he's so cute. Well, those, that dog ended up giving me a very lousy first impression. He came into my house, he sniffed around and then he left a big poop on my floor. <laughs> <laughs> um, I always, I always say that to my dog, like Reggie, you remember when you pooped on my floor? <laughs> yeah.
1: That was just a way of saying, I smell everybody else who's ever been here. And this is mine now.
0: (laughs) Yep. It's my house now. Absolutely. And he is a designated
1: bathroom for him. So he picked out a room and he made it. He said, This (laughs) is going to be the bathroom.
0: Yep, yep, absolutely and my mom asked cuz my my uh, like my mom asked cuz she's coming up to visit probably for Memo- uh Mother's Day and she asked me if I can uh bring uh, if she could bring the dog up because I live in a in a complex and I know to have animals here you got to pay like $200 a year plus $50 every month or whatever it is for damages and all that stuff whatever would happen um but i said i, I could find out for my landlady but if you're just visiting i don't see there being an issue because you're allowed animals in the complex I, I just can't have one living here with me i wouldn't see there being an issue so she might be bringing the dog up now she won't bring the cat up because the, got, the cat sometimes gets out if you don't look and i mean where my parents live like where my mom is net it's like all countryside the sticks type of stuff where the cat stays in one general area and eventually comes back to the house where if she if she gets loose in baltimore good luck coming back but i mean cats are smart so i can believe she'll find her way back but i don't i don't trust other people you know trying to cat snap you know cat yeah. cat her, you know so yeah
1: probably wise
0: yeah. So I told I, but my mom was thinking about bringing the dog up and I would love her to do that because I, I, I Reggie was never in my apartment before. So I would love him to actually come here and I would love to see him because I haven't I don't go home as much with gas prices being expensive as as they are. And I you know I'm you know, it's a three hour drive one way you know so, so it, it, it's a lot on gas and my and pennsylvania is like almost five dollars a gallon whereas in maryland it's like it's like 4.15 a gallon so my mm-hmm. mom rather come here so she can fill up here because it's cheaper
1: it's it's madness i'm yeah. in New mexico and it's almost five here too
0: yeah yeah exactly Yep. All right. Well, I thank you so much, Amelia, for joining me tonight. I had a great time chatting with you. I most likely won't get the interview up until tomorrow morning. Uh, probably be getting ready for bed. Uh, you know, I have to be up at 430 to do the work thing.
1: <laughs> wow. Well, tell folks yep. here. So any any listeners, mm-hmm. if you go to AmeliaKinke.com, I'm midway, just started a new webinar. And mm-hmm. you can jump in on it. And I'm teaching How do you understand what your animals are thinking? What do they need? What do they want? What are they feeling? Are they in pain? Are they grieving? And then on my store page, there are a lot of cheap little videos, meditations, lessons. The event page has uh, the events coming up. Nice. The books are on Amazon, online training of all different sorts. You can listen at your own leisure for the 52 lessons. And the charities listed there and the books are on Amazon. Awesome. So, and then there's a whole new Angela's party page and awesome. I'm, I'm putting up the tattoos. So if anybody out there has a tat of <laughs> me on their body, get in touch with me and nice. let me get pictures because I'm awesome. going to put you on my site.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So that is Amelia K I N K A D E. If I got That's that
1: correct. That's right. And then I'm going to start a whole section of artwork, because I've seen some of the most outrageously magnificent artwork come through. And I want to support the young artists, too.
0: Absolutely. I completely agree. And, uh, you know, keep, you can also, uh, you know, just keep updated. I know, uh, you have like Instagram and all that. If you have anything going on events, I'm sure they're on your website. So if anybody wants to meet Amelia, any conventions since, you know, they're starting to open up again, after this whole COVID thing that's going on, um, definitely, uh, you know, check out her site go and go meet Amelia. I know I want to be one of the people that meet you eventually, and I hope it happens sooner than later.
1: Thank you. And in the, in the interim, before I leave for Europe this summer, mm-hmm. people can hit me up for signed photographs. Okay. If you can't make it to a con and you want to have a signed picture, just mm-hmm. email me and let me know or hit me up on Facebook mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll get one out to you before I leave.
0: Awesome. Sounds like a plan. I thank you so much, Amelia. And, uh, I'll be in touch via email and I'll, uh, we'll work on getting you my book, Christ defeats cancer. Cause I know you I, said you wanted a copy. So we'll work on getting that yeah, out I to you. It. Okay.
1: Absolutely.
0: Thank, thank you. you
1: so much. Yep.
0: You have a great rest of your night, Amelia.
1: Thank you. Bless right. you. Thank and you. I loved every thank minute you.
0: of this. I agree. I, I had a blast. All right. <laughs> Bye. All right.
1: Bye.